Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, September 14th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We appreciate you listening. You can watch if you'd like to on YouTube, typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're joining us today. Coming up later this hour, we've got Hammer, who's going to join us. And we're also going to address what's going on with the Brownsburg Council meeting as well. But we start off talking about... Mike Braun endorsing Jim Banks. <laughs> it's Braun backing Banks. You know, this old Jimbo hadn't returned to favor to anybody yet either. So uh, you remember Jim Banks? He is the uh, uh, guy who's... It, for years said I'm very conservative. And then he ran for House leadership, got thoroughly dismissed by his House colleagues because apparently they know what he is and showed what they thought of him when he was rejected to be part of House leadership. And so his response to that wasn't, well, I'm going to stay and fight. His response was, I'm going to shut up and be a good boy and kiss the ring finger because, well, I need to be in power and a position of power. And if I just shut up and kiss the ring finger, well, maybe I can be a, a U.S. senator. And of course, he then proceeded to vote for Kevin McCarthy 15 straight times, told us what a great guy Kev was and uh, how Kevin was going to be super conservative. And of course, well, Casey has any of that actually actually happened? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I thought we have a debt ceiling increase and we're slow walking towards some something that might resemble impeachment. You can decide if Kevin McCarthy's doing a good job or not. And then, of course, uh, Jimbo flapped his gums all day long the day of the debt ceiling vote about how much he was against it and had time to go on TV and radio and mm-hmm. podcasts. And then, well, when it came time to actually vote on the debt ceiling, Casey. MIA. Yeah, he was one of four people in the House of Representatives who apparently was just too busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we still don't know where he was or why he missed the vote. But this is the Jim Banks that we're, uh, we're talking about. Correct. Um, and, of course, he has essentially no competition because, well, Jimbo learned the rules, which is if you kiss the ring finger and kiss ass to the Republican establishment, they'll make life super easy for you. And Jimbo has become such a beloved figure in the establishment that now uh, Holcomb and Hupfer Incorporated has thrown their full support behind Jim Banks. The state party has endorsed Jim Banks, and uh, yep. he, he has a guy running against him. Rust is his name, but they're trying to... As the Republicans always do, put their thumb on the scale against this guy and keep him from even being on the ballot. Okay, so Mike Braun said that Jim Banks is a proven conservative leader who has a strong track record of fighting for Hoosier values as a former member of the Indiana State House, oh. a veteran of Afghanistan, and a member of the U.S. House. Now, he, then- now he, was, he was indeed a member of... Uh, he did indeed serve in Afghanistan, and for that, he should get all sorts of credit. But again, I'll ask the same question about Jim Banks that I've asked about Mike Braun, and I've asked about Mike Pence, and we always hear, proven fighter, proven track record, proven this, proven that. What's the signature accomplishment of Jim Banks? Oh, Kev, this is where we need crickets or something chirping in the background. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I'm, I'm not trying to be flippant or facetious. As a law, As a local lawmaker... Or at, and I don't want to hear. He's a fighter. He tried his best. He blob. No. What's the? We're we are a doer society. Mm-hmm. And I will ask the same question that I ask about Mike Braun, that I ask about Mike Pence, and I will ask it about Jim Banks. What is the signature accomplishment of Jim Banks, either as a U.S. rep or as a member of the Indiana General Assembly? What is it? Um. 
Well, he tried to get his masa act. Nope, 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 nope. Try doesn't count, Casey, because we're not a we're not a try. I tried to be a millionaire. It didn't work out. Does, do I get to be a millionaire? No. These people are. The, the, you wouldn't hire them to run a Wendy's, and yet he look at what I just I hate all the. It's such bravado bullcrap from these people. And speaking of bravado bullcrap, Mike Braun, let's talk about him for a second, shall we? This is the equivalent in sports betting. If a team is up, let's say, three touchdowns going into the fourth quarter, you can still bet on that team, but your odds are like you would have to bet $300 to win a dollar or something like that. And it would be the equivalent of betting on a team that is up three touchdowns going into the fourth quarter and then cashing in that dollar and going, look at my betting prowess. Mm -hmm. I won this bet. Mike Braun is betting on a guy who has the entire system rigged in his favor. The state party is literally putting their thumb on the scale to help this guy. They're, in fact, trying to keep the one guy who wants to run against him off the ballot. And Mike Braun, after all of this happened, it wasn't like when he thought uh, Daniels was going to get in at the very beginning. I love Jim Banks. He's great. No, he waits until all this. He goes, I won the bet. I won the bet. I like Jim Banks, too. (laughs) I hate all these people, Casey. Okay, well, there's a little bit of a love fest because after Mike Braun endorsed Jim Banks, Jim Banks came out and, and thanked Mike Braun, and he said, Senator Braun has been a strong pro-life and fiscal conservative in the U.S. Senate, and I'm proud to have his endorsement to replace him. Braun voted for the COVID relief money. How could you possibly say that's a strong fiscal conservative? Now, one thing I will say about Jim Banks that I do appreciate, and he's very pro-military. He said uh, he spent a beautiful afternoon in the nation's capital for the Northeast Indiana Honor Flight. Now, Let's talk about that for a second, because this is what Jim Jimbo does, and this is the hypocrisy of Jimbo. Jimbo's Mr. Hey, we got to cut government. Government's totally out of control. We got to reform government everywhere, except for the military. Mm -hmm. Jimbo always votes to enhance the military budget. So this is why our country's in the shape it's in, Casey. No, 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 no. And I get what you're saying, that he goes to these things, and that's fine and good on him. But we're talking about Jim Banks as a public servant who has the ability to screw my life and screw your life over. And you better damn bet that now that he's in bed with Holcomb and Hupfer, that's what's going to be taking place. That guy does this every single time, and I'm sick of him getting away with it. Just you do not get bonus points for refusing to say that the U.S. military, like every other government agency needs to be reformed and revamped and needs to have its budget slashed because there is buku delores of waste to steal a phrase from Jeff Spicoli in the U.S. military just like every single other government agency and this is what Republicans do well yeah we got to cut the government oh but not the government that I want and really like I'll be really interested to see if they do call for a vote on the impeachment inquiry if well for one if he shows up but if he vote will vote for it because he has been very vocal about the Biden corruption he says that there's not just a ton of evidence there's evidence that the doj biden's doj covered it up as well and that's why we need an impeachment investigation all of these people are full of it casey all of these people are completely full of it and this is why our country is cavalcating into ruin well because it's like it's just this it's like a it's like a lie society where they just lie about each other and then they like have the you know on saturday night live when it used to be funny where it was so funny that the guy would tell a joke, but he would be partially smiling in the, you know, in the side of his mouth because the stuff they're doing is so funny. That's these guys. 
That's these guys where they're it's this they all just lie about each other and they have this half grin on the side of their mouth because they all know it's a joke, but nobody's going to stop them. Mike Braun votes for all the COVID stuff. He's a fiscal conservative. Jim, it's just it never stops. Uh, Donald Trump has endorsed Jim Banks, so I think that that will help him. Nobody's running against him. They're they're literally rigging the system in his favor, Casey. What do you mean it will help him? Holcomb and Huffer have already assured he's going to win. They're trying to keep somebody said, I would like to run for U.S. Senate. Nope, you can't do that. And we will do everything in our power to ensure you can't even get on the ballot. Of course he's going to win. Jim Banks was going to win from the moment he got down on bended knee and kissed the ring finger of Kevin McCarthy and came on this radio station and, and told our audience what a great guy Kev was. And every day when Jim Banks walks in there and says, thank you, sir, may I have another? He is ensured he will be a U.S. Senator. Absolutely. It is 14 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So this guy received the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor, and now he's coming to Indianapolis. We're talking about Adam Sandler. They don't say how much tickets are going to be, but it is the I've Missed You Tour. And uh, Adam Sandler, he's going to be where? At Gamebridge Fieldhouse on November 15th. Uh, this feels like a really big deal to me. You think so? I, I, You know, we try to do the top of the hour stories, what I feel like are super relevant stories mm-hmm. to people that are in our listening audience, the very vast listening audience that we have. And to me, Adam Sandler, it was like Dave Chappelle last night. Dave Chappelle played last night at Gamebridge, and the people were posting the photos outside, and it was just a line hours beforehand out the door. People couldn't wait to get in. I feel like Adam Sandler, even though he's not best known for being a comedian. A stand-up comedian. I feel like Adam Sandler coming to your community, mm-hmm. your city, is a really big deal, and I'm sure this thing will absolutely sell out super fast. So he's going to go through 25 cities in North America. Tickets for this show go on sale Friday. But again, I don't know how much they are. It, it's not saying. Do you think he'll take his guitar up on stage and sing You know, oh, sing his songs as part of it, or is it going to be all new material? You know, for many of us, we are of an age where we remember when Adam Sandler's debut, yes, of course, he had done, done movies, but his probably best work for those of us who are uh let's see i would be what would i be i would be an older millennial right like i am in the i am in the cut of being a millennial but just barely the older millennials will remember his best work not mm-hmm. as the kind of watered down movies where yes he was allowed to do some of the funny sandler stuff but the albums um what was the first one was someday they're all going to laugh at you and i mean that that is what most of us will kind of remember laughing most hysterically at. And so hopefully he'll bring a lot of those, a lot of those things to Indianapolis. Are you going to buy tickets for this show? Are you going to go? No. And I'm, I'm uh, curious. Uh, no, also, Casey, I, 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 I am on a radio salary. You know, I can't afford to do that. I'm also curious, uh, like the Dave Chappelle show, if you'll have to no cell phones allowed. Like, will Adam Sandler implement that rule? Somebody just said in the YouTube chat that the cheapest ticket for Adam Sandler is $169. Wow. That's a lot. I don't know. If, I have not seen that anywhere, but if indeed that is true, then mm-hmm. no, I can assure, assure you I will definitely not be uh, I will definitely not be attending. I will have to try to get a conference. That sounds really expensive, doesn't it? It, it does. It does. That's, that's high. But I, if you want to laugh, Matt Hiblin, the price you're going to pay. Our boss, Matt Hiblin, and I were having this conversation, I think it was yesterday about this, about like he went to the Smash, Kev saw him at the Smashing Pumpkins concert mm-hmm. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And 
the amount of people that were there at the Smashing Pumpkins concert. Yeah. And look, I'm not trying to diminish anybody who is a, a Smashing Pumpkins fan or whatever else. Everybody has their own group of, you know, music that they love and enjoy, and that's wonderful. But to me, if you were to say the Smashing Pumpkins will be, I would not think that they are a band, certainly many, many years removed from their kind of heyday. They would be a headliner at Ruoff and people would show up in mass. They seem like Hey, maybe they're playing the Marat or they're at the lawn at White. You're on the lawn at White River or whatever. But Kev was telling me and Matt was telling me that there were like a gajillion people there to see the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, there were tons of people and there were multiple generations. How and much did you pay for your ticket? It was. I waited till the last minute when prices went down a little bit, mm-hmm. and my ticket overall was forty dollars, including fees. See, that seems reasonable too. Do yeah, they it's still affordable? Do they yeah. still search you real good if you try to bring your own alcohol in? Could you uh, like they some- hardly even search <laughs> yeah, me. Very good. And I- that's a, that's a lot different than Oliver Anthony, you know, the Richmond North of Richmond guy. He just canceled one of his performances in Knoxville because they were charging two hundred dollars for meet and greets and ninety dollars for tickets, and he said, "Nope, we're canceling the show because my." gigs will never cost anybody more than $25. Well, he's right. In about six weeks, his gigs will never cost anybody more than $25, <laughs> so he totally should have hit why the iron's hot. My point in all of this, what I was trying to say was, with the prices of like the Sandler tickets, and you see mm-hmm. the Taylor Swift, and mm-hmm. you know, we obviously talked about all these other artists with this dynamic pricing stuff, um, it is really one of the areas that has been really impacted. Great if you're the artist Himself, terrible if you're a person who wants to consume the product, has been the spike in demand for live entertainment stuff. And it's like a it's like if you were a almost like a drug addict, and I'm, I'm not comparing people who go to concerts to drug addicts, but what I'm this is the best example off the top of my head. The when you leave a product for a while, like okay, I'll, I'll put this on myself. When I was a kid, I lost my two front teeth, and part of it was I couldn't chew gum for a while. Mm-hmm. And so for whatever, a year or whatever, I couldn't chew gum. The moment I could chew gum again, and for the rest of my life, I've been a gum addict that chews an irrational amount of gum on a daily basis. (laughs) That's almost what it's been like with going to concerts and live entertainment where people are like, we didn't get this for a year and a half. So now, no matter what they charge, no matter who it is, you know, the Hooters could play and it would sell out at Ruoff, you know? It's like... What, what is people, going on people here? People are desperate to go out and get to a concert and get to a show. All right. Well, tickets go on sale for Adam Sandler tomorrow. It is 19 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. After 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden was caught in another blatant lie. Of course, he was claiming that he was at ground zero the day after 9-11. And in fact, he was not there. He was in Washington, D.C. John Kirby, a White House spokesperson, was recently asked about all of the Biden lies and exaggerations. And what do you think he said? Oh, yeah, no. He gave zero admittance to any of the exaggerations or fibs. Uh, John, um, in the past couple of weeks, the president has lied about being at ground zero the day after the September 11th attacks, falsely claimed he saw the Pittsburgh Bridge collapse, uh, claimed his grandfather died in the hospital days before his birth. What is going on with the president? Is he just believing things that didn't happen did happen, or is he just randomly making stuff up? The president uh, was 
deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9-11 with uh, military members there in Alaska and some families. Uh, and uh, was, uh, was, was honored by their presence and the chance to <laughs> make an um, important set of remarks about why we need to continue to remember that day. Um, and he did that. Um, and he spoke about uh, a visit to Ground Zero, which he did participate in, um, uh, about a week or so after uh, the, the event, um, and what that looked and what that smelled and what like, like that felt like. Uh, and it had a visceral impact on him, as it did so many other Americans on that terrible day. And he's focused on making sure that an attack like that never happens again. He's focused. You think he lies for just extra gravitas, or is it because he just really doesn't remember? You know what that sounded like, the fir- the very first part? And, Kev, I don't know if you can time this up. Like, we don't need the question. If you can't, it's fine. Like, the first, I'm just talking, like, just the first four or five seconds to this answer, um... I don't know. Can we do this, Kev? Okay, we can. Here, we just listen to the first four or five seconds, and then I'll make my point. That didn't happen, did happen, or is he just randomly making stuff up? The president uh, was deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9-11 with uh, military members okay. there in Alaska. The sorrow and regret in his voice <laughs> as he's answering that question. And you know what this reminds me of? There was a, well, there was a time, Casey, where I used to hang out with some, just some just esteemed members of society mm-hmm. and boy did we did we ever enjoy going out and having fun on a friday night and like the jackson brown song we'll get up and do it again amen and then we'd be back saturday and there would every so often one of your well controlled together friends would you know I, this is usually about 130 145 would just decide they're gonna just waltz on up to the the bar at whatever establishment we were at, and they were going to engage in a conversation with one of the lovely ladies that happened to be ordering a drink. And Mm -hmm. boy, that may be at best incoherent. And at worst, boy, it could be a disaster that would get us (laughs) removed from the facility. And you would have to, (laughs) you would have to walk up after your friend and issue like some sort of regret slash apology without admitting any wrongdoing. And it was like, uh, you know, Floyd's had, uh, you He's know, had a couple you know, cocktails. It's really like it's not really his fault. The bar's kind of overserved him. We mm. just hope you have a lovely evening. Mm. That is ex- <laughs> the regret <laughs> in his voice is exactly what that sounded John Kirby like. was not happy he was asked that question. <laughs> oh, here it is. Well, you know, for years, President Biden had told a 100% false story about being arrested in South Africa while trying to see Nelson Mandela. <laughs> he's lied about inflation and what his policies have caused. He, he's lied about the U.S. border, insisting it's not wide open. And of course, despite the evidence in front of everybody's eyes, uh, he, he lied about how the Afghanistan withdrawal was such a great success. We told this yesterday, and it is the best description I can come up with for Joe Biden. The character that Tim, very famous comedian, no longer with us, Tim Wilson, used to do for years and years and years in his stand-up act, which was called Uncle BS. And he created this guy who, uh, where if you would ask him important historical dates, everything from Pearl Harbor to Kennedy assassination and all points in between, he would, you know, the Uncle BS character would come up with this just lavishly embellished story about where he was and what he was doing. And, you know, he's working in a school book depository in November 1963 with some guy named Lee. And I helped, you know, told him to go on home for lunch or, you know, and it's, and it's hilarious, 
But this guy is the real Uncle BS. <laughs> He's he, the real Uncle BS and also leader of the free world, yes. which is the biggest shame of all of it. All right, Casey, uh, we're going to do a voicemail, I think, today at 1130. Okay. Um, when we come back, though, our theme for today mm-hmm. is, and this is the reason our country is in the shape it is in, the just without any sort of regret or hesitation, the willingness of your government at all levels to lie to you and deceive you and manipulate you. And they do so because they fear no consequence whatsoever. And we are going to play you audio mm-hmm. of the most blatant, glaring example I have ever seen in my entire life. We are we are going to make some local official Uh-oh. very well known. Mm-hmm. And we hope to thoroughly shame him and anyone who associates with him in the process. <laughs> You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob, I know it's early, but I know you're a really, really smart fella, so I'm sure this won't stump you. What is 12 times 3? Oh, Casey. Oh, woman. Why do you ask such easy (laughs) questions? It's 36, of course. See? Proving how smart you are. How would you like to get a 36% bonus when you invest your money? Well, gosh darn it, Casey. That sounds fabulous. It is. It is fabulous. If you invest $100,000, you get a $36,000 bonus. And if you invest $200,000, you get a $72,000 dollar bonus. Oh, yes, it's my turn to talk, and that's where I tell you we are, Kendall and Casey. Sorry, (laughs) I was just zoning out hearing about all the money I could potentially make. Not only can you get a 36% bonus, you also get a competitive return, an average of 7% a year for the past 10 years. Plus, your money is backed by one of the largest insurance companies in the world. To learn more, call Bill Demery, your retirement guy in Indy at 317-932-9912. Now, this 36% bonus won't last long, so call today, 317-932-9912. 9329912 Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. 1034 it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you've got something going on tonight, don't you? There's a meeting in Brownsburg yeah. that you're attending. Yeah, and uh theme for our show today Casey is the lies and deception of people in public office. Mm-hmm. And one of the great mistakes our founding fathers made was they assumed, and it's very clear in the writings of the the Federalist Papers, that the system they put in place only works if you had good and decent people who actually cared about the good and decency and the betterment of the nation itself in positions of public office. And why would they think any different? Because the nation was founded by them. Clearly, they lost their lives, their fortunes, etc. Why would anyone but a person with those characteristics want to serve? Because you surely would know what went into founding this nation. And why would you possibly, mm-hmm. possibly, possibly have anybody who would behave in a different manner knowing what it took to, uh, to, to put this nation together? And as we've seen, and we lay this out on a daily basis, the just blatant, dishonesty and deception and inability and unwillingness to tell the truth from people in public office and to their credit and our blame it's our fault because we let them get away with it and we uh, for some reason accept much worse service from an elected official who works for us who spends millions and millions or billions or trillions depending on what level they're at of our dollars every single year we accept worse behavior and treatment from them than we do the guy who runs the drive-thru at the Taco Bell. 
Like if someone screws up your order at the Taco Bell, there's a post on it on the townie chatterboard in seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Some guy lies to you who controls millions of millions of dollars, deceives you, and people just go, well, it's, you know, it's the government. People, people lie all what the time. What am I going to do about it? And this is the reason we are in the position that we are as uh, a nation, that we are as a state, that we are as, a, as communities, is because we have some of the most deceptive, dishonest people imaginable, imaginable in positions of authority who are too gutless to look you in the eye and tell you the truth because they believe they can just lie to you and get you off their back for that moment in time and then they'll just do what they're going to do and then say essentially come at me bra hmm. and i've told this story many many times but it's absolutely true and it is proven more and more true by the day that my my good friend who is a very respected person in state government when he said COVID taught these people. And I am not just talking about Washington, D.C. I'm talking about the state of Indiana. I'm talking about these communities in our cities and towns that we can do whatever the hell we want and you people won't push back. And the few that do, there's not enough of you to organize to stop us. So we're going to do what we want to do. And what are you going to do about it? Now, what I'm going to do about it is make as many of these people famous or infamous, mm. or whatever word I possibly can, so that hopefully, when they are out and about in their communities, that shame will be brought upon them. Someone will see them at the Walmart, or the whatever store you have in your community, when we do these stories about deceptive, manipulative behavior from government, and they will, in a peaceful, polite way, walk up to them and tell them what they think of them. That when they show their face in the communities in which they live, people will associate what we talk about on this radio show with them forever and more. Is it going to change anything? No. Are they going to still be deceptive, lying, manipulative a-holes who don't care about you at all? Probably. But at least, and this is one thing I'm damn good at, Casey, I am good at getting people to associate what I want them to associate with the people I want them to associate it with. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is all I have. This is all I have, Casey, is this little bitty radio show to inform the public of who these people are. You're shaming people into alternate behavior, which sometimes works. You know, I hear it all the time. Well, it's your it's your it's your style. If you were just nicer, it wouldn't be this way. No, it's not my style. Because what I'm about to tell you is I tried the nice stuff. Mm -hmm. I tried the pleasantries. I tried the please. I tried the thank you. I tried that everybody should hold hands and get along. We should all work together. And it still happens. It doesn't matter what my style is. It's so easy to go, well, Rob is so mean. That's why they do that. No! <laughs> I just call them out for being what they are, and they're mad they get called out for what they what they are. All right. So we've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, I live in a town that is run by Brownsburg, which is run by some of the absolute dumbest people alive. And we've laid out many, many times the some of the most dishonest and deceitful people alive. And one of the things, these, these just... Men's members slash high IQ, uh, Rhodes Scholars, just biggest, strongest mental aptitude members of society we have. Their big idea now is they're going to build mm-hmm. an $18 million aquatic center. Yeah. It's not a pool anymore. It's an aquatic center. It's a whole center. And they're going to actually build it uh, right next to the sewage plant. Because, Casey, when you go to the aquatic center, w- what would be more enticing for that than building it next to, yeah. well, you know, where the 
the crap goes. I mean, and, and again, look, these are the men's members and mega giants. I'm Sounds just, pleasant. I'm just a guy told to shut up and pay my taxes. And so uh, many of us have expressed concern. There's been no business plan, no architectural designs, no public conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of us actually fear who care about our tax money and said, hey, 18 million sounds like a lot of money for something the private sector has never been able to figure out how to make any money on. And so uh, in a variety of very nice ways, uh, I have asked and said, hey, it would behoove you as our town fathers to have public meetings and public input because, well, maybe you'll find the community actually doesn't want it, which is what every single private business has found, which is why they haven't built one because people like to make money. And so in a very nice way at the last council meeting, I got up there and once again said, we'd like to be involved. We'd like to participate. We'd like to help you help yourself in this process. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of the meeting, to my surprise, uh, one of the councilmen actually addressed that request. Now, Casey, this councilman's name is Matt Simpson, Mm -hmm. and Matt Simpson campaigned on high character and transparency in government and honesty in government. And so when he said what I'm about to play for you, I left feeling very good you felt about hurt. myself. Yes. So well, I'm going to play for you uh-huh. what he said at the meeting. Yeah. And then I'm going to read you what's on the agenda. And then you tell me if I have the right to become absolutely come unglued tonight at that meeting. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm All ready. Right, here we go. To answer Rob's question um, about the pool. Uh, it's still in very early stages. Um you know, we're having every other week. We're having a meeting to kind of discuss on what can go in, what programs could go in, just to see what type of return of investment we're looking at. Um, it's ever evolving. Every meeting we come at change a little bit different, just to see what what we can do and what we can't do. Um, as we get a little farther along, we'll, we'll be able to have a full report for the community, get public input. Um, as of right now, we've used all the, the information that the Parks Department had already put together. Um, so we're, we're just kind of going at it as a step-by-step just to see what we can and can't do, and then we'll kind of roll it out to the public and get more of a public information, get feedback, and, mm-hmm. and hear how all the input they have. Mm-hmm. So we're still in early stages, mm-hmm. um, so we're, we'll definitely keep everyone up to date as we move along. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds like almost like a task force. Yeah, so they're going to so, study your ROI. Yeah, so Casey, the average person would leave that meeting, and mm-hmm. people who watched it online. Keep in mind, he did it in a public meeting. It wasn't like me secretly recording him. He of his own, Matthew Simpson, of his free volition and will, said mm-hmm. that. So the average person would walk out of there saying, "We are not." near ready to move forward. Right. He we said have, early stages. Yeah. He said, we will absolutely get public input before we move forward. We have no firm plans or designs, but even if we did, mm-hmm. before we did that, we will absolutely get your input yeah. before moving forward. Sure. That would not make me a radical right winger or Trump lover or MAGA supporter or anything irrational to have walked out, heard that and said, great, it's going to be quite a while and I look forward to being involved in the process. Right. Okay, that was August 24th. Okay. There has been not one single solitary council meeting since those words were uttered. Okay, so that was three Mm weeks-ish and not one meeting. (sighs) see. Item 10.10, resolution 23-19, Brownsburg Park Project, resolution, council resolution authorizing establishment of a building corporation for, dun-da-da-da, an aquatic center. <laughs> Early stages are moving forward quickly. You okay? 
literally not one single solitary meeting has taken place since that disingenuous lying sack of crap looked at not just me. He was addressing me, but he represents 30,000 people, many of whom share the same concerns that I do and assured us, oh, no, there's nothing firm. We're still learning. We're still designing. We're, we will absolutely take public input. And the very next meeting. Mm-hmm. There's an agenda item to create a, a building corporation. Building corporation for the aquatic center. The aquatic center. What is a building corporation? What, are they talking about a physical building? No, they're talking about a government entity. And there's all sorts of reasons you would do this to basically oversee this project or if they uh, offer their they freely admitted they're going to lose a gajillion dollars on it and they can't run it so they're going to have another company i guess lose the money for them and so there's just a bunch of different reasons for liabilities etc you would do this this is i mean but this is like a huge step in the process Mm -hmm. so he goes on and goes yeah you know we haven't made any choices and we're really still studying and we're still blah 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 no you're not No, you're not. You've already decided you're going to do it. You don't care about public input. You don't care about losing tax money. And you're such a wussy. Mm. You're such a coward. You're such a disingenuous pile of crap Mm. that instead of looking me in the eye and being a big boy and putting your big big boy pants on and going, Rob, we're going to lose this money. We don't care. We don't care about your tax money. We don't care about the taxpayers of this town. We want to do it because I want it or my kids want it or my wife wants it or my friends want it or whoever else wants it. We're doing it. If you don't like it, run for office and you can fix it. But no, he doesn't have the guts to do that. So he lies to 30,000 people. And if it's anybody else, they get away with it. And all I have is this radio show. And this is why, Casey, this is why I am the way I am. You can't trust these people, any of them. And if you think this isn't happening in your community where you live, you better wake up because there's people all over the place who are doing this exact same crap. The people who are supposed to be the most noble, the most honest, the biggest and best amongst us. And we have a bunch of gutter dwellers running our society. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 9 minutes in front of 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Clapping over there is Hammer from the Hammer and Nigel show. Thank you for joining us this morning. Rob Kendall, know your alternative hits. Name this band and song. Oh, no idea. Absolutely not. And I only listen to good music, not this uh, 90s, terrible, awful, whatever this is. 80s, actually. Is that yeah. 80s? Oh, yeah. that's even worse. Good music stopped after about 1985. You think? Is that why your show sounds so young and <laughs> hip all the time? That song may be actually before 1985. It came out in 83. Yeah. yeah, it was an older song, but it found like new life well, during the saying. alternative yeah, part. That's yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. So see, I wasn't off that that was when it was getting played on the radio. Was the Violent Femmes. Was the 90s. Buster and the Sun. Right, yeah. yeah. No, no. 1985 was, uh, Rain on the Scarecrow, I think, was 80, 85, <laughs> and that was like the last of the great kind of rock albums that existed. So I've checked out. If it happened after 85, I really And that was the year it. Rob Kendall walked to and from school, uphill, both, <laughs> both ways, ways. Actually, in the snow. Actually, that's the year Rob Kendall barely walked across his living room. <laughs> <laughs> Such a get-off-my-lawn kind of move. Uh, hey, uh, you're uh, very fired up about this Oliver Anthony guy. So, yeah, I heard the story earlier, and mm-hmm. you know, we talked about this, too. 
Think about this if you're the club owner, right? Yeah. So you had to go out and buy Oliver Anthony to perform at your venue. He charges a fee, says, you want me here, it's $10,000. Whatever pick, the pick fee number, is, yeah. right. And so the club says, oh, great, we're going to do that, we're going to bring you in. And the club owner came out and did an interview and said, listen, our tickets are expensive because we just had to get our money back yeah. mm-hmm. for paying Oliver Anthony. You. They called him the rich man north of Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> and said, look, we're not trying to, you know, like price gouge here. We're barely breaking even with these ticket prices and ticket packages. And he acts like he doesn't know, like, uh, what, people just hand you money? How do you think you get the money? How do you think they're making the money on this? So Oliver Anthony then comes out and says, well, I didn't know how much they were charging for me. He trusted somebody else to handle oh, all of that. Yeah. Who he's now let go. Right. Yeah. All of these musicians are just complete morons. Have you ever noticed this? And, and everybody Everybody's doing it. It's like Oliver Anthony's not near the level of like a Swift or a, a Springsteen, Springsteen or wh- whatever. But it's like, just if you if you want to charge ten bucks, mm-hmm. then you have to know that if I'm charging ten thousand, they're going to have to sell X amount of tickets at X amount of price. You have to know what size venue you're. I don't buy that for a second. Well, that's that what I was going to say. Part of this is capacity. Yeah. Because they can only fit so many people in the club, right. and that will determine. This wasn't like how the Hollywood tickets. Bowl that right. had, you know, booked Oliver Anthony here. Yeah. How do you expect this club to come even? So just so everybody knows, like, because the story is out there, and it makes this club owner look like, you know, Scrooge McDuck yeah. or Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. The dude was like, "Hey, I just tried to give our audience what they wanted. I'm barely breaking even here, and he's calling me the bad guy." My mm-hmm. favorite example of this. Remember when? Manny Pacquiao fought uh, Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. Yes. And that was the fight of the century. And I remember the bars were actually charging people to get in. Because normally it's like, hey, you come in, you watch the fight, you're going to buy X amount of beer, that's how we're going to make our money. Sure. That was so hard to get in that every single bar was like 20 bucks or 15 bucks cover. And people were just lined up to pay it. Because they had to cover the cost of... Yeah. Getting the and they could get fight it. on TV. They yeah. could get it. Yeah. And great moments in Hammer House history. That was the last pay-per-view I ever purchased before I decided to start streaming them illegally. <laughs> because Pacquiao was hurt. Yes. He had a bad shoulder. Yeah, it was a ripoff. And it made for a bad fight. Yeah, a like, fight. okay, that sucks. Moving forward, I will stick it to the man and stream illegally. That sucks. What's <laughs> <laughs> coming up this afternoon? Speaking of that sucks, Rob Kendall's going to come by and go off the rails. He's already done that once today. He's running out of clothes. Thank you, Hammer. (laughs) It is 1055. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.